Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40, 35, into the 30, cut back 25, into the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad idea we have, sir. We are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined tonight by Bill, who is not, today is not the Parlay Prince. Who's the Parlay Prince? You know, he sounds a lot like you. Mm, I don't know. Does he wear glasses? Uh, The Parlay Prince cannot wear glasses, no. Well, then I wear glasses. How black is that? Uh, It's like the masked... It's like, um, who was the Dusty Rhodes, like he wore a mask, or Hogan wore a mask, and it was a clearly... Oh, they both did. They both did. The Midnight Rider? The Midnight Rider. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was the Midnight Rider. <laughs> the mid- yes, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, the Midnight Prince? The Midnight the Dozer? Midnight because nobody nobody could guess it was him. It was awesome. <laughs> well, the Hogan was the so, same thing. You know, like it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Just no real attempt. It was just. I loved it. It was fantastic. I oh, mean, Dusty with a microphone amazing. ever was always good. You know, like. Kind of like I'll the. Tell good, good. I'll tell you, you could still cut a good promo. Arn Anderson last night. You got a hold of that one. Uh, Dusty was kind of like the face version of Flair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. They they def- definitely had similarities. Blonde hair, flamboyant, loud. Um, I don't know that we'd want to see Dusty without a robe, but... Dusty robe. Uh... That's neither here nor there. So we're here. Uh, this will air on th- uh, Friday morning. Ugh, my ideas are everywhere. Um, so kickoff yeah, hasn't happened yeah. yet. For Cincinnati and Jacksonville, um, but by the time you guys oh, a listen, splendid game, a splendid game tonight, a classic Thursday night matchup. I feel like Jacksonville's on Thursday nights. They should just be on Thursday nights forever. They've been perpetual. They're like the Buffalo Sabers of football. They're just perpetually at a bottom feeder, no matter how good of players they get. It's a beautiful thing. Like, they were good, I guess, when they had, like, Mark Brunel and, and Maurice Jones-Drew. Ooh, back in the day. Yeah, some some good fantasy throwback names there. Back, that, back, in, back in the dizzle. That is what we are here to discuss today is fantasy foosball. So another week has passed since you and I talked fantasy. Um, and I know last night you had mentioned that if you didn't overmanage yourself, you would be 3-0. and I would be. Unfortunately, I got up before one on both Sundays. <laughs> not going to have that happen again. Well, you better break out that tequila, right? Goddamn right. Um, so a little bit of, of news right now. It looks like Deontay Johnson got a full practice in. Um, so that's trending in the right direction. Um, right now it looks like uh, Aaron Jones yesterday didn't get a full practice in, but uh, did get a partial. So mm-hmm. it the concern is not as great as if he missed. 
it's more likely than not a mild foot sprain, not like a high ankle sprain or um, a more significant injury like a Liz Frank. Um, word out of D- Detroit is they want to get Swift the ball more. Um, and there are minor rumblings in New England that Ramondre Stevenson sh- could get a increase in workload with James White out. Really? That's interesting. James White's the guy who never goes away. Am I right? Am I right in that assumption? Oh, you're 100% right. He always, he just pops up and gets like, has random weeks of like 10 catches and, you know, um, blows up somebody's fantasy start. Way too inconsistent to start, though. Yeah, but he's like a nice guy that if you have an injury, you you would you roll him out because he might, you know, like he has the potential to have like a 20-point week. Not every running no, back does. No, no one ever trades for the James Whites. No, but he's like, like he's a guy in a PPR like format. Again, like I said, you say you've he's not playing this week, but say you have a bye or you have another week, and you you know you you ha- need a guy who can get have the potential. Like James White has the potential of a big week, where like a Mike Davis or a Miles Gaskin, not so much. Correct. You know, um, they they might be have a better guaranteed floor, but that floor isn't that high. That's fair. So, um, when you can roll out a guy who has the potential to get 10 catches, it's not, it's not shabby, you know, it's just don't expect it, but it's possible. It's like when you had to take the big swing at a Deshaun Jackson some years ago, you're happy about starting him week in, week out. But if you are down big, maybe you want to roll him out there because he could get you a 40, you know? Good. Very well could. So. Feast or famine, I believe that's called, right? Yeah. Boom, bust, feast, famine. Anything in between. Everyone says doom bust. Understandable. So, um, you and I off season didn't have much to turn on the microphones and talk fantasy football. Um, I know that you have Aaron Rodgers in a league. Um, are you a draft a quarterback guy or are you a like I'll take the scraps and stream a quarterback guy? I didn't used to be a draft a quarterback guy up until the disaster that was last year, which resulted in it unnamed team name that I won't put on air because it's very embarrassing because I finished dead last with one victory yet somehow had as many points as the the regular season champion so figure that one out I was just that guy last year that had all the points against them I finished points against I think 275 more than anybody else and in a 14 game season that's a lot so so I, I reconfigured my thinking. I used the driveway athletes official cheat sheet brought to you by me. Me? No, just kidding. You. And uh, I, I went. Well, I went quarterback high a little bit. I went. Usually, I do quarterbacks after the tenth round and go, "Hey, give me him." This this time, I went Kyler Murray in one league and Aaron Rodgers in the other, and I'm happy for it. Oh, definitely, definitely with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was a guy like. I I think in the off season I said like if you were to tell me like I didn't have the heart to rank him one, um, and I think that Mahomes is too like consistent to make an argument to put someone else one, but Kyler Murray I had pegged as definitely a strong number two with you know just that potential to get you just big weeks you know in out he's a he's a great runner. Um, you have to be real happy with that with that guy. He's a he's a good kid. 
very, very happy with that. He, he's, he's a potential MVP candidate at this point. Yeah, we're only three weeks in, but for sure, you know. Um, so in two leagues, I wasn't fully awake guy. In my own league, I did because it just got to a point where, like, anybody that be, I'd be willing to take kind of went and I was stuck holding the bag. Um, so I am in the streaming business um, in one-third of leagues. In one league, I have Mahomes. In another, I have Tom Brady. Um, so I, I'm looking at streaming candidates. You know, um, I'm not in love with it, but it is what it is. Um, so when we're talking about streaming candidates, maybe we're looking for guys that are only rostered in a small portion of leagues or less than 50. Um, do you have any names that you like? I mean, with Bur- Cousins, Cousins always kind of is there. He's one of the guys that could put up a decent week here and there. He's had actually a strong um, season so far. He's actually yeah. a top end yeah, he, and, he, and he's out there. Um, Sam Darnold, a lot of people started picking him up this week. So that might be a tough get at this point. Um, I'm streaming Baker, I'm Baker, streaming Darnold this week. Baker Mayfield's still out there. He puts up he puts together some nice statistics. So there's there's a few options out there that aren't owned. You said less than 50, correct? Yeah, I mean, to, in order to stream, I don't want to name a guy who's available in 10% of leagues, you know, like that, yeah. that doesn't quite fit. Um I went I mean, last Lawrence Lawrence if you, if if you're in a league by chance it doesn't, you know, punish interceptions. He could he could put together some nice stats. Yeah, I I probably advise against Trevor Lawrence. Um yeah. I if went with interception league. He's I went have some growing pains. Yeah, I went with Daniel Jones last week thinking Atlanta was a great matchup and it burned me hard. Um, good old Danny Dimes, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he's a good quarterback, but he gets rushing yards, which usually helps. Atlanta was a juicy matchup, and he came out and stunk the joint up, you know? Well, that's what a Danny Dimes will do for you. Yeah, that is what it is. And then you could try and play that same game with the Atlanta matchup with Taylor uh, Heineke. Um, but I think Darnold is a stronger play. If Derek Carr is available in your league, probably a stronger play. Derek Carr might be tough. I think I think there's some ownership to him right now. Yeah, I mean, leagues are different. He's currently the quarterback ranked 13. Um, so, you know, it really depends on how quick player people were on your waiver wires. But in that case, there might be another guy who got dropped that you like. You know, like, um, I think everybody's kind of you know, Jameis Winston got dropped, I'm sure. He's not exactly been the strongest guy since week one, but... Yeah, I had him as a backup. That didn't work out well for me. You're talking about a 30-point week, then a 10-point week, then a 13-point week, but the Giants are a much better matchup than New England or Carolina. That's that's a tough stretch. Correct. And Winston is Winston at this point. So we know who he is. Yeah, the back of the football card doesn't lie. Um, no, he he's been in the league enough. So yeah, we kind of know he's Winston hasn't has been in the league for a while. You know, like 
betting on a guy's career year is never a, a good bet. You know, like you would, I, I think that you would argue against that in your parlay picks. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, William Anthony's parlay picks. I mean, yes, not, yes. Not, 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 not Billy the Dozer DeRozier's picks. No, not not to be confused with that gentleman. <laughs> who sounds handsome. Um, yeah. So, uh, not, yeah, not, not necessarily anything changing there with Winston, but at the same time, the Giants are a much better matchup than the last two he hit. And even Washington, which was supposed to have a great defense on paper, who's who he plays after the Giants have not been a great defense either. So, um, it might be worth a speculation if he's back there out on their, the waiver wires. It's worth a shot. I'm not going to take that shot. I I'm actually, just saying, with, my, with my stability at quarterback, I went a little bit in the future and I picked up Trey Lance. Yeah, I have wrong. him in two out of three leagues and I'm just yeah. waiting. Um, but this, again, might be worth it. You know, like it, you got the Giants, Washington, a bye. Uh, Seattle, not the worst matchup. Tampa Bay is a tough matchup. And then Atlanta, Tennessee, you know, like he should string together some good weeks. Um, especially when Thomas gets back. And what's the uh, ETA on Michael Thomas? Is it so still it's week basically week seven. So week five, okay. I think, is his last, like he's eligible to be back week six, but that's their bye. How confident are you that he's going to come back as Michael Thomas? I think even if he's 60% Michael Thomas, he'll still be the second best receiver behind Kamara. So do I expect him to be Michael Thomas? No, he's a year and six weeks removed from playing. You know, like, it's never optimal. It's also why I don't advise drafting players who are hurt for six weeks or out not playing for six weeks. That's that's almost half of your fantasy season. Yeah, it's 14 or 15 weeks this year, so. Yeah, so um not the not the strongest of choices. Absolutely not. Um so uh outside of that, do you have a defensive play of the week, maybe again a not top twelve defense, um, that you might want to grab. Mine for this week, just so you know, is the Bengals. The Bengals. So this airs. Sorry, you're, you're giving that out. Um, it's too late when you guys listen. Um, but that was mine of the week. Uh, I think that I I started the Cardinals against Jacksonville last week. And your streaming defense is going forth. Uh, what I usually like to do is after the first couple weeks, the like you start to see a trend. Like, so, like, personally, personally, um, the argument against drafting and having a steady defense is the Panthers this year. They weren't on anybody's radar to be, like, as great as they were. Um, But they've had an injury or two, so they might not be as great as they've been. That being said, normally I like to 
try and play matchups for the first couple weeks, maybe take a defense that's starting against the rookie quarterback or starting against a Daniel Jones, say, um, and play that game until some defenses separate themselves. Gotcha. I would I would recommend, uh, and it's a tough. This is a tough uh, opinion, but the Lions against the Bears. Like I know, I gave that away in my selections. So you the might Bears, take the Lions. The Lions defense against the Bears defense that just gave up eight or nine sacks. I mean, that's hard to pass up. You you got to figure even half of that is a good defensive week if you're streaming. Yeah, and I, and I again, I just think it's tough early in the year to have a defense that's going to be good all year and to predict it preseason. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the Lions didn't do a bad job against the Baltimore last week. You know who else? 19, 19, po- 19 points they gave up against a Lamar Jackson-led offense? That's not awful. No, you know They're who? They're going to get yards, but, you know. Depending on how your defensive scoring is. They got four sacks last week, three the week before against Green Bay. I mean, they're not they're they're not a great defense, but if you're streaming, there's a lot worse plays you could have out there. And you're you're playing a, a woeful Chicago Bears team. And I, I really think Nagy's the first coach to be fired this year. He might be. He might be. I mean, you don't count on a first-year coach getting fired, which pretty much, you know, ixnays all the all the bad teams, Jets, Texans, Jags, all them first-year coaches. So you got to look to Chicago, and he's been there a while, and they suck. Yeah, yeah. Another team, and I know it's not going to be popular in this area, and it hasn't been a good defense so far, but the Chiefs might not be a bad stream. Yeah, they're up there. They're up there on the list. I didn't want to give that out there because I heard an interesting stat today, and not that the Chiefs aren't going to win, but in Patrick Mahomes' 10 losses, he has 10 career losses, guess how many points the the, the other team had? Uh, average, on average. On average, uh, 27. 36 points in his 10 losses. Wow. It's not a. It's not a. That's not an offensive loss. Over. That's a defensive no. loss. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's not a gamble I want to do. I just don't know that the Eagles have thirty-six points in them. They do not have thirty-six points though. But by that same token, I mean, Hurts uh, doesn't really give. Aside from last week, he didn't give the ball up much in the first two weeks. So. No, but I do think they're gonna. They're playing against a much different. I mean, Dallas has a pretty strong offense, but Kansas City is yeah. a whole different monster. And they're in it. They're just Eagles so efficient. Eagles offensive line banged up. Yeah, I just Kansas City might not run you up right away, but like it's like every time they touch the ball, it's a drive. You know, yeah. they're they're just an efficient team. Absolutely. Um. So again, not the best. I'm not the biggest fan of chasing a matchup and starting a bad defense. And the Chiefs are not a good defense. Um, that being said, I just don't know how much juice, watch, I say that and they'll come out and drop 42. I just don't know how much juice the Eagles offense actually has. And when these losses start to add up, 
the confidence goes. You know, like um, they could they could very well start out one and six. Yeah, and this could get away from them really fast. To be honest with you, and I, and I again, I don't want to. I try to always caveat this. I don't want this. I don't want to make it seem like I'm cheering against Jalen Hurts. I don't have anything against Jalen Hurts. I don't have any love for Carson Wentz. I don't like. I just think that they drafted the kid to not be their starting quarterback. Their hand was forced. The best thing that could happen for the franchise is for them to be bad and get an early pick. Like that's just to be dead honest. I don't. I don't think that they put Jalen Hurts in a great place for his career. I don't think he was drafted to be a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterbacks usually don't get picked after the first round. Um, Not usually. It happens. Tom Brady's of the world happen. Maybe not Tom Brady, but players like that. Um, But usually the good quarterbacks do go in the first round. Usually, yeah. Old Russell Wilson and Tom Brady's aside. Well, I mean, like... uh, Stafford was a first-round pick, right? Um, Mahomes. Mahomes, obviously, a first-round pick. Uh, Herbert, he was a first-round pick. Late first-round, but first-round. Aaron Rodgers was a first-round pick. Uh, Deshaun Deshaun Watson was a first-round pick. Like, it's just normally Winston was a first-round pick. Normally, just not even just like good starting quarterbacks, but starting quarterbacks in the league at all. Normally, they went in the first round. You do have your exceptions, but I think that forget about intangibles. I just think there's an issue with some of the tangibles, and I think that it's tough to overcome those. Um, I want to see the kid succeed. As I've always said, he seems like a nice kid. I don't, I don't root for anybody to play bad. You know, um, I just don't think that's Except fun. Well, that's we'll get to that after fantasy. Um, but nonetheless, um, on that note, um, we went over some of the news. We went over some, you know, uh, some of those things. I think that there's some fun stuff with DeAndre Swift. I think sometimes talent wins out. And I think uh, Jamal Williams hasn't been bad. It's just Swift has been better. Um, so I'm excited to see that kid play more. Um, I like the talent. I love the talent, especially when I, when I draft him. I love the talent there. Yeah, I have him in one league. Um, but uh, we'll see. Again, we're in week three. We'll see how things shake out. It's early. But remember, come week four, you're almost 20% of the way through your fantasy season. So... You can get away in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on that note, uh, we're going to close the book a little bit on fantasy. Not a heavy fantasy week. Uh, We're not going to break down who's been hot, who's been cold. I think I want to go another week before I do that. Um, You know, there's been some disappointing players. Obviously, Allen Robinson's looking like a giant bust. I have him in one league. It's killing me. Um, I just traded for him on a speculative trade. I mean, the guy's never had like a great quarterback throughout his career, so I I just bet took a bet that he'd you know be able to outplay this. But the coaching has been bad, um, and we'll see if that gets fixed. But the play calling has been bad. They didn't set Justin Fields up for success last week, um, and uh, if it's the same game plan with the same player, I feel bad for Justin Fields. 
it's it's comes down to coaching, and I don't think that coaching staff can coach a decent player like him. Probably not. Probably no. not. So um, we're going to turn the page. There's been some news here in the Philadelphia area regarding Ben Simmons. If you're not from the area, you can go ahead and turn it off. If you're not interested in basketball, uh, you can go ahead and move on. Um, but there has been, uh, I don't want to say development because um, that's not quite right. But there have been some news tidbits, some quotes. Welcome to Drama Town. So, like, I was reading earlier today people talking about how the Sixers have no leverage. And I'll tell you what, if that's true, if that's how people really see it, then the league's got to figure it out. Because a team can't have zero leverage when they're in the first, like, they've only completed one year of a max deal. I, I don't want to be tinfoil hat, but I think this might have been Ben Simmons' plan all along. Get that contract that, you know, only the Sixers can give him and then roll out. This could have been the plan all along from him and Clutch Sports. Clutch That's Sport, one angle I thought of. Clutch Sports does not come off looking good for their clients with this thing and with the news that came out, their lawsuit with Nerlens Noel. If I was a young player, I'm not sure I would sign with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. It, it just does. It's not a good look. This is not a good look for the player. It's an awful look. I, I can't. I can't fathom that he doesn't realize or grasp how bad he looks with this. Usually, if you hold out, you're coming off a good year, where something catastrophic happens. This guy has tucked his tail and ran at the first scent of trouble because they've acquiesced to him for four years. Well, every win. And this is a team that was, you know, the same thing that happened with Toronto. One game away from the conference final, very well could have been one way away, one one win away from making it to the finals based on who the matchup would have been. You know, I think the Sixers matched up with with. Embiid and Ben on the floor, the Sixers matched up very well against Milwaukee. Um, that being said, this is twice in a row now where like, not in a row, but twice where they've gotten to this game seven and really other outside of assists, there's not, it, it's been a shadow on offense. And then basically it comes out that he's saying, uh, oh, I don't think mine and Joe's game, it's not it's not personal. I don't think mine and Joe's game mesh very well. That's ba- I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he's saying. Like, I don't think it works. And I guess, I don't know what other centers he thinks he's going to play with. I don't know who he thinks he's going to play with at this point. I really don't. Because reports, true rumor innuendo, Kevin Durant exnated trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is the perfect fit for a Brooklyn team. Yeah, for Harden and just, KD. Just give the ball to Harden and Durant. And That's play it. defense. He's the perfect fit there. And they don't even want him. So I don't think I, I think he's overvaluing himself. And he's surrounded by people who basically kiss his ass and tell him everything's good. 
he's he's surrounded himself by yes men and family members that have wrapped him in this little bubble of his and the word is out like I, I don't think there's a lot of people that would want to play with him at this point with all this going on no I don't think so I don't think so I think that um it's not just are there a lot of people that would want to play with him it's just um, I think he's backed himself into a corner with his comments and his feelings. And I think that um, when the league looks around and you say you don't think that your game matches with maybe a top three player in the world, last year a top two player in the world, I don't know who you think you're going to play with. I just don't, I don't know. Like even... At this point, what do you think you're going to do? Just go to Golden State and pass to to Steph? Right, like like we want Wiggins, like even if we that's... wanted, even if we took Wiggins back, like even if we said we just want to be done with this, we'll take Wiggins and picks. Even that, you just dishing to Steph, you can dish to every other perimeter player. Joe's playing out on the perimeter for the last couple of years. I don't know what what fit you think is going to change it. You couldn't play with Jimmy. They've done, they've done everything that You couldn't play with Jimmy, right? You you now are saying you can't play with Joe, which means you also can't play with Danny Green, Seth Curry, or um, Tobias. And Seth Curry is one of the best three point shooters in NBA history. For for from a percentage standpoint, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Um, they've built a perimeter. So if no one's stopping him from driving the lane other than him. It's not Joe being down there. Nobody's clogging up the lane for him. He comes off totally out, out of, out of the realm of reality in this whole thing. It, it just blows my mind. This stuff that's, that's coming out from that camp. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm honestly at a loss. Like somebody's got to get a hold of him, like shake him. Like I don't I don't know what he thinks. Like I, it's crazy what they're saying. Like they like, they've done him wrong or something like that. Like, really, really, all this all everything everything since day one has been to kiss his ass and coddle him. From the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Brett Brown kept his job as long as he did because he played that ball game with him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just... it. You can only get so far when one of your top two players just refu- flat out refuses to shoot. And I feel like, again, I feel like a broken record. Giannis doesn't have the prettiest jump shot. And he doesn't have a great free throw percentage, but he's not scared to do it. Not not just not flat out shoot. Refuses to even drive late in games in fear of he gets fouled. How about that? Yeah, well, it, it just limits what you can do offensively. It doesn't limit it. It zeroes it. You well, can do nothing offensively except dribble down to the top of the key and hand the ball off. Like but, a scared little child. But that's it, what he did. But it limits. Call it what it is. That's what he did the whole series in Atlanta. 
but it limits what everyone else can do. I guess is what exactly. I'm trying to say. Yeah, because they got to counter his weaknesses. Well, the and team, it just it limits the team. It limits the team. It doesn't limit him. Right, right. He's self-limiting. It limits everybody else, and it messes up floor spacing. It makes it easier they, to double other players. It, it just makes one person. Trades. They've got guys like Al Horford to stretch five. Joel brought up today. Like that wasn't a fit. I knew that wasn't a fit. And when I signed him, I was drunk at flukes. I knew that wasn't a fit. I looked up at it. Al Horford. What? Like it was. It just time and again, they've made, you know, they've made excuses. They've. They've done everything for him, and for him to turn around at the first sign of trouble, it's an embarrassing look for a man, I'll tell you that. Well, one year in, this isn't year three, and you say, like, look, we've, we've, we've reached what we're going to reach. We're one year in. And again, like I said. That's, what, that's, why, I'm, that's why I'm thinking this was all calculated. For, like this was for him to get the most money possible, because no team other than the Sixers could sign him to that Supermax deal. Get the deal and then do this one year down the road. The The league at some point, depending on how long this goes, is going to have to do something. Because, like, let's be honest, and I, and people can think what they want to about the process and all, and all of that stuff, but the reality is the Sixers have reached out. They've tried to have discussions. The team tried, like the players tried to fly out and talk to him. This is a one-way problem, not a two-way problem. This isn't something that became untenable. He's saying, I don't want to play there. And if he wants to blame Doc Rivers' vanilla comments or that the Sixers tried to bring in a former MVP for him, like that's those aren't good excuses. They're just not. Um, Doc Rivers' comments were pretty vanilla after the loss to Atlanta. Pretty vanilla. For how harsh he could have been. Because he could have come out and said, when they asked, is Ben Simmons uh, an NBA championship caliber point guard? He could have said, well, a guy who shoots the ball or turns down a layup at the end of the game isn't. He could have said that. He could have said that because you know he was thinking it. Absolutely, he was thinking. Everybody was thinking. And his vanilla answer was, you know, I'm not sure. Because that can be interpreted a bunch of ways. Well, maybe he shouldn't play point guard is how that could be interpreted. You know, maybe we've got to move him around. He's a power forward in the ilk of a Draymond Green or a Dennis Rodman. That's what he's got to be. Bottom line. If he keeps, yeah, if he keeps his... He wants to be a defense guy who doesn't shoot ever. Then you're a power forward at 6'10". Learn to box out, Ben. It's... In today's NBA, you can't win with with a guy on the floor who won't shoot. I don't care what position he plays. You just can't win. You can and win... you like, Golden State and play with Draymond Green? So you got two guys who don't play offense? Well, you, you can win, like, in the regular season against lesser teams... But you, it falls apart when you get into that second round of the playoffs. We've seen it now. Game seven in the second round, it falls apart. And Embiid gave us the reason today why Jimmy was shipped out of town. We didn't so really... The reason we all knew from the, from the start. Yeah, but nobody came out and said it. And now we know. Yeah. Ben now needed the know. ball. Jimmy had the ball too much. That's That's it. 
That's the reason. And the point is, is that the player then two years later is telling you, oh, it, it was this, it was the comments, it was that. The team picked you over a guy who's had decent success in Miami. Now, the team picked you. Like, what else do they have to do to show you that they're betting on you? Because it's not about that. He just doesn't want to be here. Just say that. I want to go play in Los Angeles. He couldn't say that because he couldn't get the most money possible. I just, I'm just saying. So he signed a five-year deal and one year into it. Child. I'm just saying today, like not then, but today he could come out and just say like, look, I just don't want to play in Philadelphia because that's what it is. It's not he, Doc. He's never wanted to play here from Jump Street. It's not Doc. It's not Joe. It's not Maury. It's not that they explored a hard and trade. And all we asked him to do was shoot. We've made excuses for him as a fan base that never does that. I was a benabler. So I was I. I was a benabler. I'm not proud of it. Because we wanted it to happen. Because we see the talent. We see the athletic ability. We see the untapped potential. But the reality is, is potential is a dirty word. And what I mean by that is it means you're not there yet. I just see a guy who doesn't want to put in the necessary sacrifices to make himself elite the way the Kobe's did, the way the LeBron's have, the way the Michael Jordan's have, and countless others. But that's like what's frustrating. Well, like a Lillard has. Damien Lillard. Absolutely. Ton of work. Tireless worker. Yeah, but like my my point is is when you name those other players, like that's the ceiling. And it's frustrating to see a guy kick and scream when all we want is for him to work. We're willing to overlook where he is today if he just shut up and come play and do the work. You know, and, and it's not it's not in the cards, babe. Yeah. I, I look, not I'm not upset like the situation is on t- at this point it's not rescuable. He can't come out and say it's not personal, yeah. but I can't play with, with Joe. And he can't ha- have Joel reach out to him and then say, don't even waste your time coming here. You can't say that and, and rescue it. It's not rescuable. And they can be as diplomatic as they want in public. You know, where Joe says, I, you know, like, do I find it disrespectful? I do, but we're a better team with him. The reality is, is how do you look at that man in the eyes and play with him? You can't. You can't trust them at this point. No. So they've got it. Like, I'm hoping that they can still rescue it with a trade for McCollum or Wall. Um, That's or, optimal. That They're both optimal. Well, so would a trade. Just wanted to be done. Well, or a trade with Cleveland where they can get an unprotected first. Yeah. That's an, that's an option. If I can get a trade from Cleveland where they give me some, you're going to have to take some salary from Cleveland, depending on which players you want to make. Yeah, I don't know. Evan Love is he still with Cleveland? He is. Yeah. Well, it would be he's he's got a pulse at least. Well, here's the thing: is you would take 
if you can get an unprotected first or an unprotected first and another first another year, like maybe an unprotected first later and a, and a protected first sooner, you could turn around and turn those and Kevin Love into a different higher caliber player. Right. That fits what you're trying I, to do more. I trusted Maury, but the petty side of me would just like them to sit out the four years. Well, the petty side of me really wants would. him to at least lose this year. Um, yeah, because it's like, just like he says, it's not his job to fix their value. It's not the Sixers job to make themselves work or worse either. That's not a general manager's job is just to acquiesce because you don't want to play and not try to make his team better. You know, just because you're unhappy. It's an ugly situation it's an ugly situation. It gets uglier by the day, it seems. Well, because he keeps putting something new out, yeah. and because they're in they're in camp, and these reporters keep putting microphones in players' faces. Players can't be happy with a guy who's making a max contract saying, "I don't want to play." You know, some they're all, they're, they're human beings and are only going to take so much asking well, questions before they just like. And this was this was the start of it with Embiid today, and I thought he was very nice and diplomatic about it. The quote looks worse than when you listen to him. Oh, yeah. But I think what he said was pretty, again, pretty mild. Basically said, I don't know. Like, we've built the team around Ben, not me. But I don't know where he's coming from. Yeah. It doesn't mash mash with reality is kind of what he's saying. And came out and said, I think trading Jimmy Butler was a mistake. Which we all know was a mistake. We all knew it was, and we all knew how he felt about it, but it was said out loud now. Yeah. You know, so that's the Ben Simmons drama. Hopefully, you know, like, we're that, you know, this is getting into Carson Wentz territory. Um, I think it's beyond that at this point. It might be, but the Carson Wentz I stuff was happening during the regular season. Okay. Um, last year. And then it, it just kept going. Probably because I didn't believe a lot of what was floating around about Wentz because I th- think it was floated out there by one Howie Roseman. But I believe everything that's floated out there by Ben Simmons because it's being floated out there by Clutch Sports and Rich Paul. So that's where I kind of stand on that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to cut every time I turn on the microphone have to have a tirade about Ben Simmons either. I don't think it's good for any of us. Um, so uh, we've got the game about to kick off. I think this is probably a good time for us. We got our all our feels out. Um, and feelings. And feelings, yeah. And we'll be back next week. Uh, the, the Crown Prince will be back with more picks next week. We'll I believe he called himself the Parlay Prince. The Parlay Prince, the Crown Prince, Just the Fresh Prince. From the Crown Belly. <laughs> Doesn't make it the Crown Prince. The Fresh Prince? The Parlay Prince, sir. Bow down. Um, so, yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with some picks. Uh, hopefully... 
hopefully there's no new Ben news. I'd like to have a quiet Ben weekend. Um, I'd like I'd like a trade for Ben, but that's not in the cards. I don't think that's going to happen until the season starts. Yeah. Um. All of that being said, uh, we'll be back. Bye bye.